what is hey, up? No. Welcome back to the Big House Big Talk podcast. Now, there is a lot to talk about from these past few weeks of Michigan athletics. Now, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, like usual, a big, big time win against the Terps on the road. We just looked so dominant out there. Like, we just tore it up. We forced turnovers. We did everything that we needed to do to get a big-time win on the road. And, yeah, a lot of people with this game struggled with games before Ohio State in the past. But this year was different. We put our heads down, and uh, we got to work, and we came out with a big win, big statement win before that big Ohio State game. Yeah, I feel like this was one of our only games that everybody just had a big game. Everybody on that offense just had a good, solid production to that game. But the main thing that I want to talk about, Donovan Edwards, amazing. The most receiving yards for a running back in Michigan history. What a game for him. He he tore it up. And he reminds me a lot about Chris Evans. We were talking about this earlier. The way he's able to run his routes to get into the open field and his utilization of his mix of speed and strength is elite. And the fact that we're going to have him for another two or three years is just awesome for this Michigan football program. So, yeah, going to Ohio State next week, coming off a big-time win. Love to see it. So now the next thing that I want to talk about, Michigan basketball is struggling right now. We are not doing great right now. So, you know what? Take it away. Um, well, you know, we got loads of talent. Everybody knows that. And I think we're going to find out how good of a, uh, how good of a coach Dwan Howard is um, mm-hmm. because he we know he's got the talent. He just needs to execute. And I think Brandon Johns is having – some real struggles finishing around the rim, you know, in the paint. Um, just take away uh, Zeb Jackson. I think he's going to be really good in the long term. Kobe Bufkin is that guy. I am a huge Bufkin fan. Yeah, I I am super impressed, especially with Bufkin this year. He, I saw him at the beginning of the year. I had no idea who he was. And he has just came in here and has just done great things for this team. And I think my low-key guy that's been so far this year is Adrian Nunez. I think that Adrian Nunez is honestly one of our best defenders. One of our – yeah, I think that he's one of our best perimeter defenders. And, I mean, he can't do a lot on offense, but Nunez, his defense has been sneaky ever since he came here and has been a Wolverine. So, yeah, shout-out to Nunez. And everybody on that bench has really been impressive. The Abate has been great. And it's really been our starters production. I think Eli Brooks has been contributing to the offense perfectly, but everybody else has just been really struggling. And we saw even a guy like Devontae Jones, who we thought was going to fill that Mike Smith role, and he still can. But we saw him not even get a single shot up against Tarleton and has just been struggling with foul trouble all year so. Yeah, he's just been struggling, and I feel like this team overall has not been correlating as we wanted it to. All right, so another thing about this Michigan basketball team, 
is that I I am going to say this. Caleb Houston has been not as impressive as we all thought he was going to be. The five-star recruit coming to the Wolverines, and he has just not been that impressive, has had some shooting slumps. Well, and he's he has, just he has been unimpressive. Flashes. He has shown flashes. He, yeah, but, he has shown you know, flashes. At the end of the day, he's, a li- he's underperformed a little bit, but I'm still confident. I, I'll st- I still believe in him. Yeah, I still I still believe in him too, but and if we're being real, he's probably gonna be one of those one and done guys. And it's gonna be really interesting to see how he's gonna progress through this year. And obviously our number one option, Hunter Dickinson, is he's been impressive, but he hasn't been as impressive um ever since his freshman year, obviously. But Yeah, I think teams have uh, caught on to how good of a player Hunter Dickinson is, giving and giving him a lot more. But you know, in a span of like his first like five games last, that man was incredible. Yeah, and another thing about Dickinson is he had some games last year that you would just think like, oh, he's just big. He's not as impressive. He's just big. But and then there were some games where you're like, this man can be a top ten draft pick. Like, it he. I'm not gonna say he was inconsistent, but he had games that would change your perspective on him, at least in my eyes. But I don't know. I just feel like if he proves himself this year, he's probably gonna be a first round draft pick. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see with Hunter Dickinson how he does throughout the year. So. Yeah, and now I think the thing that I want to talk about now is, well, we're going to go back to football now, but what are the keys to take down the Buckeyes at home this Saturday? Well, I think this year is a lot different, and I think the key to shutting down, you know, this Ohio State McDonald, and I think Don Brown would just send the same Blitz and then man coverage across the board, and they would. I, this is kind of silly, but they would just spam drag routes on us. And offense hasn't really been a problem. It hasn't. And the last two the times defense. we played them, the offense put up in 2018, they put up 30, and in 2019, they put up 27 points. So the offense isn't the problem. I think if we can shut down. This offense, we've got a good chance. I'm not sure if we will win, but, you know, Mike McDonald is throwing, you know, he, he, he mixes it up a lot. He's not just going man coverage, all-out blitz. He's not Don Brown. I but Don Brown's system was easily, I don't want to say easily, but if you couldn't get to the quarterback with Don Brown's system, you were basically done for. A little different. He mixes it up. Yeah, I I like that take a lot. Don Brown, I love the man to death, but his defense scheme just did not match up with Ohio State at all whatsoever. And like you said, the drag routes would constantly get us. And really, the main theme of these last few years have not been the passing game. It's been the run game. And seeing a guy like Travion Henderson looking like J.K. Dobbins on steroids terrifies me as a Michigan fan. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes for, like, 125. He's that good. And, I mean, yeah, Travion Henderson is just terrifying. 
along with the three-headed monster that is Chris Alave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Garrett Wilson. And, of course, C.J. Stroud, who, if he wins this game, is probably going to win the Heisman. I'm not worried about this that much as I am Henderson because, you know, the one situation where Stroud always struggles is when you get pressure on him, you rattle him. And I think if Ojabu comes from that that one edge and then Hutchinson come around the other edge, I think Stroud will struggle. But this game is going to tell a lot about these two teams. This is the best pass pressure C.J. Stroud has played in his entire life, and it's not really close. This is the best pass pressure in the country. We didn't see, like, Oregon beat Ohio State. Definitely. And Kayvon Thibodeau was not even playing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what Aiden Hudgens and David Ajabo do. Is he gonna just tear him up, or it's? I feel like either one and is I, gonna and dominate I think the other. The thing that gives me a lot of confidence is we, we're better than Penn State. All right, we're, I don't care what the score says. We beat them by like seven. We're we're a way better team than Penn State, and mm-hmm. Penn State hung with Ohio State for three quarters. So that's giving me a lot of confidence that we can hang with Ohio State. Yeah, and then on the flip side, I would say we're a better team than Michigan State. We saw what Michigan State to do Ohio yeah. State. But in general, that just was not a good matchup against Ohio State because Michigan State seriously has the worst secondary in the yeah. nation. So, yeah, it's, it's just going to be so crazy to see what happens because I, like, I feel like it's going to be a close game but one team is going to dominate the other. I know I don't know how to put that, but I feel like one team is going to dominate the other in a close game, and we—it's going to be a bloodbath. But I, it's just going to be so interesting. And now I think with that said, I think we need to put out our predictions for this game. And I'm going to start. And like we said, with how our defense is going to perform. How is the offense going to do against a questionable Ohio State defense? Is Ohio State's defense going to show up, or is it really that simple? And I think well, that I think. Well, you, you go think? ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Okay. So. No, okay. So, I think it's gonna it's gonna be so wild to see what the Ohio State defense does because we have been able to put up points against Ohio State's defense throughout the years. We saw, I mean, even in 2018, we put up 39 points against them, and that was really all the defenses. That was the defense's fault, that 2018 game. And we have been able to put up points against Ohio State, and this Ohio State defense has just not looked good. We saw their run game, we saw Oregon's run game dominate Ohio State. With C.J. Verdell, and it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see what Hassan Haskins and potentially Blake Corum and even Donovan Edwards can do against Ohio State. And it's also going to be interesting to see what kind of game is K going to have, in what ways are are we going to utilize our athletes and put them in space. So, with that said, I'm going to say that Michigan pulls off the upset at home, 35 to 31. Lock it in. So now what are your thoughts? 
All right. Um. Well, I think one thing that a lot of people aren't expecting is Harbaugh is both creative with his play calls. I'm talking trick plays, end around, you name it. Pull it out. I think that's going to make a big impact on the game. And if there's ever a year for Michigan to make it really close, uh, this would be the year. Everything. If there's any, you know, sports betters out there, take Michigan plus the points. I guarantee you that will work. Absolutely. I think Michigan will win. But if you take Michigan plus eight or plus nine or whatever the spread is, I think I think Michigan. I think it's gonna be lower scoring than people would think. I think it's gonna be closer than people would think. But it's a tough one. I think mean, I'm, I'm gonna go Ohio State, but it, but it's closer than people would think. It's gonna be really close. I'm yeah, gonna say no. Ohio State twenty. Michigan twenty four. Another thing that's going to be really interesting for us Michigan fans. Now, let's say Michigan loses this game at home. Is Michigan not being in the conference championship? Is Michigan still going to make a New Year's Six game? Because if we're being real, Wisconsin's probably going to win on the road against Minnesota. They're probably going to be the Big Ten West champion. And if we're also being real, Ohio State is probably going to beat Wisconsin. We've already destroyed Wisconsin. So if we win that game, then... It's it's going to be interesting. Is Wisconsin going to make the Rose Bowl? What's what's going to happen? Is or is Michigan going to make a New Year's Six Bowl? That's the part that I'm really interested in because if we win this game, then boom, we have the Big Ten championship ahead of us, and then if we win that, we're in the playoff. But it's going to be interesting to see what our bowl game status is, even if we lose this football game. But yeah. now, and at the same yeah. time, if we lose, if we lose. We're kind of winning at the same time. We lose. We've got a good chance to be matched up with Notre Dame in our bowl game. So that would be loads uh-huh. of fun. Even if we lose to Ohio State, we get matched up with Notre Dame. All this in best rivalries in sports that, you know, our generation, you know, kind of kind of doesn't have that Notre Dame versus Michigan rivalry. I mean, uh-huh. they played, well, once in 2018, once in 2019. But then they, they, they're going to stop playing until 2026. I'm uh, an expert on that situation. But our generation kind of lost that rivalry. And hopefully we can face them again this year. But I would love to face Notre Dame. You know what, though? We donkeyed them in 2019. I, want, I would love to play them again. Because I know that we would donkey Notre Dame again. But... I honestly, I really want to make the Rose Bowl, to be honest. I really want to make the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And I already told my dad, if we make the Rose Bowl, we're going. We're going 100%. But that would, that would be really interesting, too, because we would probably play Oregon, and we would also donkey Oregon, too. But honestly, I want to go to the college football playoff, and there's no doubt about that. So I think that this is where we are going to wrap it up. So... If you have any final and, uh, thoughts, <laughs> put them out. Uh, final thought. If you are going to the game, wear maze and be as this big house to be as loud as it's ever been. If you're going there, make sure you know, the second maze out of the season. We don't, we don't usually get that. And oh, make sure to be the Wolverines the best chance to win. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that this that this game was at night. Sometimes I do. It would be that would just oh, be magical. Yeah. 
That would be magical. But, yeah. Go Blue. See you on Saturday. Peace out. See ya.